0: book entitled The Dictator's (coughs) Shadow, Life Under Augusto Pinochet, Mm -hmm. by a man called Geraldo Munoz. (laughs) Munoz.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, his name is actually Munoz,
0: Munoz. but it's fine. Munoz. So he's he's an ambassador to the UN.
1: Yes, Mm. he is, in fact, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm Yes. So yes, Dictator's Shadow Life, Life Under Augusto Pinochet, by Geraldo Munoz, written in 2008. Yes. So this book is a memoir of sorts, Yes. um, and it offers an overview of politics in Chile, Mm. but also the um, personal story of an individual, Munoz, Mm -hmm. who at the time of the The um, Coup d'etat in 73 was actually part of the president's, um, the former president, Allende. Allende. Uh, Yes, Yes, Allende. Allende. Exactly. So, just some context before we get into Pinochet's life. So, Salvatore Allende was the first Marxist to be elected to a liberal democracy in 1970. Okay. However, the U.S. was concerned with Chile's socialism and yeah. the rise of nationalization. Yeah. So, of course, this is in the context of the Cold War. Yes. Um, Latin America, very close to America, they're afraid of communism taking yes. was over an enemy and maybe then? it was an enemy and maybe spreading into um, North America. Yes. yes. So, the U.S. sponsored several coups d'etats, which yes. I found very interesting. Yes but none of which succeeded until 1973 when Ayande shot himself after an army coup d'etat that was led by Augusto Pinochet, so it is said.
0: Mm.
1: So what this book offers us is a question. Was Pinochet necessary? And could have um, the success that he was able to bring into the country, could it have happened without the um, violence and repression that was Mm. part of his regime? And so Pinochet, quite interestingly, was 59 years old when he became president. Yes. So his life, if you look at it, is yeah. quite mediocre. Yes. He, was a very, yeah. he wasn't um, good in school. He wasn't yes. particularly um, successful at anything. Yes. And having spent most of his life slowly rising up through the ranks in the army, yeah. he eventually became the commander-in-chief. Yes. But in the book, Munoz tells us yes. how Pinochet was taught to be mediocre. Yes. He said, don't be the best in class. Don't be number one because yes. you'll get attention. Yes. But also don't be the last in class yeah, because yes. you get left behind. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like stay somewhere in the, in the middle. And that's a way that his he dictated his life. Stay yeah. average. He was yeah, he stayed average. Yeah. And somehow he just slowly yes. through slog managed to rise, you know, to the top of the ranks. Yeah. So by the time the seeds of revolution are sowing, yeah. Pinochet is a commander of chief in the army. Yes. Mm-hmm. But he's reluctantly pulled into the coup d'etat by the Navy, yeah. the Air Force, and the National Police Force. Is this yes. by his own report that he was reluctant? So, no, what happens is, in his own biography, yeah. his autobiography, yes. he yeah. says that he's the one who led the army and everybody to, you know, have this coup d'etat. Yes. However, years later, the truth came out that, in fact, that he was reluctantly pushed into it. Yes. In fact, it was a few weeks before the coup d'etat yeah. that he was placed into the position as commander-in-chief. Yes. And it was a few days before the coup d'etat happened yeah. that the other um, army officials came and said, yeah. dude, yeah. My guy, there's yes. a coup d'état that's happening. Are I you mean. going to follow us? And he said, yeah. "I guess I'm going to." Yes. Okay. However, once he was in power, very smartly, yeah. he pushed aside his fellow conspirators and executed his rivals. Oh. So he wasn't mediocre it was it was was Exactly. So you have this weird, you know, shift and tide in his in his behavior. Yeah. And this is actually became a reflection of how he became a leader. Wow. So they said that over the course of him being lead, uh, the president, yeah. thirty thousand people died, three thousand yes. went missing, and this yeah. is lots of um. Yes. There's a lot of um. Mixed emotions about what kind of a leader he was. Yes. Yeah. So, on one hand, you have the combination of his policies, yes. which see him as an economic savior. Yes. But on the other hand, you see him as this killer um, who executed and tortured people yes. unmercilessly. Yes. yes, killing machine. Exactly. I,
0: I'm finding, you know, I was also not very good in school. I, I was and look I, at you now. Oh. Look at me now. Yes. <laughs> I don't know that I'll end up being a, a, a dictator. Oh, gosh. But anyway, um, 1975. A man called Milton Friedman walks into Pinochet's office. We mm-hmm. s- we studied uh, Milton Friedman when we were doing shock doctrine. Yes, remember? And he has a forty-five minute uh, forty-five minute meeting with Augusto Pinochet, and he, and Pinochet tells him, "I want a proposal on how to restart this economy." Mm-hmm. And uh, Milton Milton Friedman goes back and he comes back with an eight-point proposal. At yeah. the heart of his proposal is privatization. Of, 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 of Chile's national interests, mm-hmm. right? And he says tax cuts, uh, mm. less government spending, extreme government spending. From 1973, from the time he took power, uh, Pinochet took power, to 1990, yes. when he took power, uh, Chile had 1,000 percent inflation. Mm-hmm. They had no cash reserves in their foreign reserves, yeah. right? But by 19, by by 1990. Do you know what Pinochet had uh, accomplished? Hmm. 40 uh, GDP per capita in Chile had gone up by over 40%. All yeah. mm-hmm. right, They had the lowest level of corruption. They had the lowest infant mortality rate. They had the lo- high, lowest number of people living under poverty under the poverty line. Hmm. In short, Chile was the beacon of hope and economic industry in mm-hmm. South America. Yep. Now, you ask me, let us trade. Uh, trade, uh, I mean killings on, on people, which I don't advocate for. Or economic progression like Chile did. Exactly. I would rather be
2: alive and not be killed in order, in order to enjoy the economic prosperity.
0: Uh, I, I, don't. I'm Does that uh, answer so your question? <laughs> uh-huh. I, mean, I, I just asked it. It's rhetorical.
2: Well. I'm very skeptical of uh, his contributions as a a person Mm. to economic prosperity in Chile because as you know, the coup was sponsored by the Americans and it was also at a time when they were preaching the gospel of free markets so it's no surprise that Milton Friedman went to his office office and said that you need to privatize, you Uh, know, uh, the the state uh, entities so the question is then could anybody else and not Pinochet have done the same thing without the brutality, without the disappearances, Mm -hmm. without the
0: reign of time, you know, when uh, Ayande, he spoke of Ayande, mm. Ayande, by the time Pinochet was taking power, he had 45% approval ratings, which in Chile was high, yes, because if, he
2: was democratically he, he elected. Exactly. He was democratically mm-hmm. elected. Socialist.
0: However, however, the guy was running down an economy, yes, and 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 give it to Pinochet, he used socialist tactics to keep power, but he knew, but uh, he knew around him, around yeah. South America, there were bastions of communism around. And he knew the West would support him because he would get rid of our communism. And
2: one
1: of the smartest things that he managed to do is that he knew that he didn't know enough. As we said, he was a mediocre mm. guy. He was average. Absolutely. So what he made sure he did was he selected competent advisors. So he yes. said Milton Friedman. Yes. And then there was also the Chicago Boys, who were yes. a bunch of Chilean um, young men who gone to study in the U.S. and yes. had learned under Friedman yes. about free market yes. um, policies and whatnot. Yes. And so he followed their advice, even
2: though he didn't necessarily understand what they were Thing. Oh yes. You know I'm so unconvinced about Pinochet. Yeah. <laughs> if the Americans could make the economy of Chile could boom the economy, economy yes, then they, they could
0: they, also bring it down as well. They could also bring
2: it down yeah. during, true. during um, uh, that, time that, that is true. and they had reason to because they wanted to discredit him. Absolutely. In fact there are accounts that say mm. that you know Chile is is uh, it's it's a long thin country Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they get their commodities oh. through uh, with it, through um truckers yes. by trucks. Yes. So just before the coup d'etat, yeah. trucks were paid yes. in order not to supply things. Yes. Mm. So And that's that's what caused, you know, yeah. uh, lack of food, and lack of transportation, and, yes. and, and, inflation. and, and inflation and whatnot. In yeah. what somebody said, yeah. uh, an account, I don't know if it was in the book or in a documentary that I said, yeah. that I watched. Yeah. The day after the coup d'etat, mm. the supermarket was full of food. <laughs> <laughs> give it to this guy. So is that organic or yeah. is that it's organized? organized. Yes. So who are we giving it to? Mm.
0: No, it's definitely organized, but then if you ask the people... Oh, well, give it, it give it to
2: it was clever. Yeah, he yeah. made him. So maybe we should
1: look at Pinochet up against the criteria that we had spoken about yesterday. No, against Mao. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Against
0: Glad
2: you mentioned that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh-huh.
0: so, so, so now do you want to reverse your position? <laughs>
2: No, my, my, I am staunch in that position. Uh-huh. So yesterday we talked about, we have a criteria, yeah. or rather a framework that we developed, yeah. and we based it or borrowed from Plato's Republic and the Law. Mm. And we said, mm. we looked at, at, at these dictators yeah. against four things. And yeah. the first thing is ideology and conviction. Mm-hmm. Yes. 2J has said that this guy was mediocre intellectually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and from a study of his regime, he did not have any ideological persuasions mm-hmm. like Mao Zedong did. Yes, absolutely. Like um, Robert Mugabe, Mugabe did. did yes. He was mm-hmm. up to the day of his death. Like yes, Gaddafi, was, like Gaddafi, Gaddafi did, did. They were yes, anti the, the imperialist, they were anti yes. neocolonialism. Yes. Nothing, anything to him?
0: No, no, but let me tell you, because (laughs) he was clever. He was clever because he knew he could outsource help.
2: He was clever Mm. to the extent of uh, propagating his own power, of getting into power. Yes. Okay, what about number two? But not to the extent of helping his people. Yeah. So the second thing is vision and ambition for the country. Mm. And we saw that Mao Zedong Mm. had solid plans for the country. Yeah. This guy, Pinochet, <laughs> came in yeah. with the Chicago Boys plan. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also, he picked up the revolution by mistake. He just hap- so happened to be standing there when yeah. everyone in, else said, are we going? In fact, he became commander-in-chief weeks before the coup d'etat. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, fact, fun fact, yes. he also remained the commander-in-chief after he stopped being president yes. Yes. <laughs> for another 10 years. Yeah. So the third thing that we said in our criteria yeah. was legacy. Yes. What legacy did he leave beyond um, economic prosperity? Because we are saying anybody, any clever clerk can uh, contribute to the success of a country economically. But there are leaders or dictators that have contributed to cultural revolutions that to this day Mm -hmm. inform the strategy, the growth of countries, and how other people see them. I think one of the things that we say Mao Zedong did when we talked about him yesterday is he gave the Chinese self-esteem, something Mm -hmm. that a lot of African countries Mm do. Do
0: not, not have, have. Yeah.
2: so up to this day yeah. they dictate the terms against um against which they're going to or yes. the rules mm. that they're Absolutely. going to engage with the rest of the world
0: yeah.
2: uh, these three things i don't think he fulfills any of the criteria I agree. Let, let,
0: let me give you guys context 1973 1975 period two years all right now this man sits back and says i've wanted all this power but what do i do with it and says aha I know some guys in Chicago who can give me an economic plan. After all, I need to survive. Are you telling me that's a dumb person?
2: I think you are flipping it. That was this is the chicken and egg story. <laughs> Pinochet did not come before Pinochet did not come before the plan. The plan came after Pinochet. Or no, is it the other way around? No, you see. The plan to take over Chile existed. No, no, predated Pinochet. No, no, Pinochet no was a means to an end. He was an instrument. What in politics it's called a stooge. And, and, he was and, a stooge and, of the Americans. Let me tell you. Let
0: me tell you. By the time, even during Ayanda's time, they used to have uh, uh, universities sponsored by the Catholics. Yes. And these guys had an exchange program with the Chicago School of of, of economics. Uh-huh. Right. So they, they were sharing economic thought. They were intellectuals already.
2: But we know this from previous discussions on this table that that is part of America's uh, strategy, particularly in Latin America. A- absolutely. That they did they did exchange programs with universities yeah. in order to propagate their liberal. A- Think, I think
0: Junie doesn't like <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> just like I don't know it is